Today on InGrace, we're in Bethlehem to discover hidden Israel. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the host of In Grace Radio and TV. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Scudder, and today we have a really exciting special In Grace episode for you. Well, we're going to Israel to tell you one of the most epic stories in the Bible. We're going to talk about King David. Yes, this amazing, amazing man, a man after God's own heart, not a perfect man, but a man that pursued God and uh, God used him in an incredible way. And through King David comes our Savior, Jesus. So we're going to be transporting you from wherever you're listening to the Holy Land. And today we're going to be starting in uh, kind of a newer archaeological area that myself and a few others know about, very few know about it, near Bethlehem. And some of us believe this is where King David would have been born. We know he was born in Bethlehem, but we don't know exactly where. And so this might be the exact location, as well as maybe also Jesus would have been born right next door. So we're really excited about this brand new series, Discover Hidden Israel for King David. And I think you're going to really enjoy this. Now, there's a number of things I want to tell you about before we get into this exciting brand new episode. Number one. In Grace is coming to you. We are going to bring our team, myself, my wife, some singing, some food, our staff. We're going to come to two cities where many of you listen or watch. So we're going to be coming to the city of Mitchell, South Dakota. Now, many Americans don't know where Mitchell is, but if you're a Dakotan, north of South Dakota, and you know where Mitchell is, and you know where the Corn Palace is. And so we're going to be having a Gather in Grace, in Grace event rally at Mitchell, South Dakota's Corn Palace in October. I have a free ticket for you, and I can't wait to meet you. And if you're living in that area, I know many of you drive a long way, but we will make it worth your while. We will be excited to meet you in Mitchell, South Dakota. And then also, those of you that live in Arizona, we're going to be coming to Phoenix in February. February. And so we'll give you all those details on our website and a free ticket. And that's at ingraceradio.com. And then click on Gather in Grace, ingraceradio.com, and click on Gather in Grace. Now, another thing that I'm really excited about is I have a free gift for you. We're going to give this to those of you that contact us, and it's absolutely free. Just contact us and get your Psalm 23 bookmark. This is original art. It's beautiful. It's a shepherd. It's a painting that one of our former staff members made, and it's amazing. It's a sunset with a shepherd. We're calling it the Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd bookmark. And that's my gift to you. Just call us or go to our website and we'll give that to you. Now, those of you that want to support the ministry, if your gift is $35 or more, I'm going to send you five bookmarks, one for you and four to give away. And I'm also going to send you the series you're going to hear today. And you really want to see this series, the full, full length, four part video series. There's much more than you can watch on TBN or YouTube. Uh, This is everything about King David. Uh, I'm going to send you that video, either DVD or digital download as our thank you. Now, some of you can give even more. So this is a large uh, amount of money, and I understand that, but we're going to make it worth your while. If you can give a gift of $250 or more, uh, you're going to be able to 
give the gospel to so many people through In Grace, but I'm also going to send you not only the five bookmarks and the four-part video series about David, I'm going to send you a beautiful, large-size canvas print of this original artwork of the shepherd and the sheep that we're calling the Psalm 23 print. And so we would love to send this to you. Contact us by calling 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, or go to our website, ingraceradio.com. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. We first read about Migdal Eder, the Tower of the Flock, in Genesis 35. Jacob, now called Israel, was journeying south out of Bethel, and his wife Rachel was great with child. Near Bethlehem, she gave birth to Benjamin, and then she died. After burying his beloved Rachel, Jacob spread his tent beyond the Tower of Adar. Later, the prophet Micah would predict that another woman in travail would give birth at the Tower of the Flock in Bethlehem, a ruler in Israel whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. According to the records that Edersheim referred to, uh, and he was a very credible Jew, uh, a Messianic Jew, Edersheim referred to the fact that the sanctified shepherds, directed specifically by the high priest himself, prepared the lambs at Ephrath. This area prepared the lambs for sacrifice, and part of that sacrifice had to do with their scrutiny in this tower of the flock. And so you're saying that this would be the entryway into what we see now is carved out depressions in the earth. But this is the presumed location, and you've done archaeology and others have here, of a tower, a, a large building with a, yes. a circular tower on the top. Yes. And this would have been a place to watch, also a place to uh, bring in the grains and the valuable things. But in the time of the temple worship, this would be the place where the priests would make sure that the lambs were born properly yes. and then checked to make sure it was up to God's standards. And he wanted that lamb without blemish and without spot. Yes. And not far from this spot, I mean, right next door is where we believe King David would have been born. Yes. How it all connects to this very special place. To this very special place, yes. The great grandson of Ruth herself and boys, born in that same lower level, separated by the design of the building, but in the lower level. And this is emotional, overwhelming, and so very, very important. We are sitting on a very ancient and significant well. Pastor, this is one of my favorite places in all the world, literally. We are sitting on the cap of the well at Bethlehem. Mm. But now not only is this one of my favorite places in all the world, the scripture is very clear that it was one of David's favorite places in all the world, and this water was some of his favorite water in all the world. In the midst of a battle, the scripture is clear that he said, oh, that I had a drink of the water of the well at Bethlehem. His 
most faithful warriors broke through the enemy lines, made their way down here, got a pitcher of water, took it back up through the hills and gave it to David. Well, seeing their sacrifice and the risk of their own lives, he poured it out as a sacrifice to God, which is an amazing, amazing statement of deep, deep compassion on the part of that man. Pastor, this is not the original cap. On the original capstone is the game of Moncala. The game of Moncala is the game of kings and generals. The object is to make moves so that you gain the reserves of your opponent and your assets are totally removed from the field and you hold those assets. Now, David learned the manipulations in battle personally and with his armies and later the movement of the entire nation of Israel sitting on the cap of this well. It was one of David's favorite places in all the world. And David being a shepherd also means he understood the greatness of God because I can almost imagine looking up and seeing this sky just packed full of stars. And he many times commented on the greatness and grandeur of yeah. God and his handiwork and the heavens declaring the glory of God and the firmament showing his handiwork as reflected in many of the Psalms. David was the sweet singer of Israel propagating all of those concepts in loving and serving his God, the God of the Bible. The first time we read about David in the Bible is in 1 Samuel chapter 16. God tells Samuel to go anoint the next king. God directs Samuel to Bethlehem, to the house of Jesse. After seeing the eldest son, Samuel was sure this was the one. But God told him, look not on his countenance, nor on the height of his stature, for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. And after going through all seven sons of Jesse and not finding the one that God had selected, Samuel asked if there were any other sons. Jesse said the youngest, David, was watching the sheep. Why did Jesse exclude David? Later, Dr. Ball will reveal the probable reason. Later in the same chapter, we learn that young, red-headed, and red-complexioned David was summoned to Saul's palace to play his harp for the troubled king. So our next stop on our journey is the town of Gibeah of Saul. Today at this site sits the unfinished remains of the King of Jordan's attempt at building himself a palace on top of where Saul's palace once stood. This is a really neat spot, Dr. Ball, that very few people ever get to see when they come to Israel. The first king of Israel built his first palace right here. What an awesome place on which to stand. David was first here when Saul was having a melancholy day and he asked for someone to come play some music for him. And a little shepherd boy was also an amazing musician with his harp. The sweet singer of Israel. And came here to Gibeah of Saul and played that beautiful harp, uh, that music that really uh, restored Saul's spirit. But being a man after God's own heart, he waited for God's providence to bring him to prominence. David listened 
to the God of Israel. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition canvas print portraying David the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Now we will hear part one of Dr. Carl Baugh's message, To Touch the Heart of God. We will learn the likely reason why David was so mistreated by his brothers and even his father. Some of what Dr. Baugh will say comes from rabbinic sources outside the Bible. And we are careful not to equate tradition with scripture. But some of these Jewish traditions may help us understand why David was maligned and called a man after God's own heart. Our scene begins a few hundred yards from here where a young Jewish shepherd boy sits on the cap of a well outside ancient Bethlehem. In the distance, he can see the outline of the ancient city of Salem, now occupied by the Jebusites. This young shepherd boy is sitting in a still night, warm spring evening, it's Passover time. As he glances across the horizon, he sees some 60 or 70 yards away from where he's sitting on the cap of the well, the ancient threshing floor of his great-grandfather, Boaz, who had a visitor one night who ultimately became his great-grandmother. In the far distance, he can see the outline of the home place where his father, Jesse, lives and where his seven older sons live with his two older sisters. But tonight is different. It is still, it is quiet, too still. The shepherd boy begins to weep. Tears flow down his cheeks and strike the sullen limestone of the cap of the well at Bethlehem. Then he begins to cry. His wails pierce the night with his sorrow. Sorrow too deep to express. Sorrow he's known since he was just a young boy. What's going on? As he contemplates the situation he's in, he remembers that periodically his father or his older brothers request that he bring one of the lambs, one of the lambs that he has birthed, has protected even from the lion and the bear, his own personal prowess has kept the antagonist, the lion and the bear, 
from taking their prey. He rescues the prey and destroys the opposition. But tonight he can't get away from his sorrow. Thinking of the times he takes to the homestead, a lamb for a short feast. He has prepared the lamb, he has provided it. Yet he can't eat at the table with his father and with his older brothers. He's relegated to a corner in the large kitchen of the homestead. They feed him the scraps that are left over from the banquet. And then they sprinkle the scraps of the lamb and the feast with hemlock, gall. They give him sour juice to drink, vinegar, in hopes that somehow this individual that's not wanted in their life will disappear for one reason or another. How did this come about? Now the full answer is not written in scripture. The ancient Jewish rabbinical sages pieced together reports that are only as good as scripture will verify and as time will vindicate. According to their literature, Jesse was the son of Obed, and according to scripture, that's true, who was the son of Boaz. Jesse was getting old. His grandmother was Ruth, a Moabitess. Jesse had seven sons and two daughters, but he was getting old now more reflective. So Jesse conferred with the elders of the city and he had a problem. He said, because my grandmother is a Moabitess, therefore I may not be a proper Jewish citizen, married to a proper Jewish lady. So Jesse decided to send his wife, Netzvet, down the hill to the property he also owned in the original estate of Boaz, his grandfather, down to the tower of the flock. And there she stayed, there was water, there were shepherds nearby to attend to her. No problem, she would be all right. And he could live out the rest of his years with at least some peace of conscience. But in the course of time, he missed the patter of little feet. And his boys were still at home and his daughters were still at home. He wanted another child. So there was a handmaid, a maiden, a house lady in the home, a converted Canaanite. She was a believer, but she was a Canaanite that didn't have the curse of the Moabites. So he propositioned her, I'd like to marry you. I'd like for us to have children. And he set the date. He set the night of the consummation and all of that was legal in ancient Israel. But the handmaid, the Canaanite convert handmaid, had served the real wife, Netzbet. She had a great admiration for her, so she made her way down, according to the sages, made her way down to the tower of the flock, and the two ladies got their heads together, and the Canaanite said, remember, Rachel 
and remember Jacob and remember Leah. And there was an exchange on the night of the wedding. And Nesbitt said, let's try it. So in the cover of darkness, she went to the home, participated with her real husband, Jesse, in the ecstasy and the consummation of the marriage. And then before dawn, covered by darkness, slipped away back down to the tower and the Canaanite convert took her place back in the home. She had conceived that night and in the course of a few months, she began to show. And the boys went to their dad, Jesse, and said, you won't believe what mama has gotten herself into. She's showing, she's pregnant. And Jesse said, that's not my kid. And therefore, even before the birth of David, there was a major conflict among the elders and the drunkards and the home folk. It was a problem he would live with all his life. In the quiet stillness of a warm spring Passover evening, silhouette are all of these features reminding this young man of his sorrow too deep to bear. David lived his life, never lost a battle. But during the course of his life, he never got away from the burden he bore as a child. Our next episode about David will be the epic story of the little shepherd boy fighting Goliath. But before we go today, I want to explore a cave found under what some think is Migdal Eder, the Tower of the Flock, and possibly the actual birthplace of Jesus, the Lamb of God. This is a really special place. Jesus, it was predicted, would be born at the daughter of Zion, Migdal Eder, the Tower of the Flock. No room in the Cataluma, the guest chamber, of the priest's house. And that's where she could have stayed since she was not only of the Davidic line, but also of the priestly line. She would have probably been given this beautifully clean, sterile environment for her to have the Lamb of God, the one that doesn't just cover the sins, but takes away the sins of the world. We know he came, we know he was born, we know he lived a perfect life. He did so many great things, he did miracles. Only God could do these things. This was God, but yet he, he died. Now there's no way to kill God if he didn't want to be killed. In other words, the Son of God died willingly as a lamb without blemish, without spot. We've all sinned, we've all gone astray. There's no one righteous. But Jesus came and died that perfect death, took upon himself sin. He rose again and he offers anyone who will simply believe in him, trust in him, everlasting life. You know, this reminds me a little bit of the, of the garden tomb. And I feel that same sense being in this cave below Migdal Eder. The birth, 
the resurrection, the rebirth. And because of that, we can all be born again. Step into the captivating world of ancient history and discover the inspiring story of David the Shepherd King. As a token of his gratitude for your amazing support, Jim Scudder Jr. is thrilled to offer you an exclusive, beautifully crafted Psalm 23 bookmark absolutely free. This elegant keepsake is a symbol of our appreciation for your generosity. And when you give a gift of $35 or more, you'll receive not just one, but five Psalm 23 bookmarks and the engaging DVD series, Discover Hidden Israel 4, all about David, the Shepherd King. When you give a generous gift of $250 or more, you will also receive a limited edition canvas print portraying David, the Shepherd King. To claim these remarkable gifts, call 800-78-GRACE. Go to ingraceradio.com or write to Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Thank you for joining us on Ingrace Radio with Jim Scudder, Jr. Ingrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at Ingrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in next week as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on Ingrace Radio. Radio.